Hi, my name is Dr. Sarah Adams. I am a board-certified pediatrician, but I'm not your pediatrician. Feel free to use my podcast as helpful information, but in no way do I intend my podcast to replace the advice of your physician. Your physician knows you and is in the best position to provide medical advice. Hello, and welcome to Growing Up with Dr. Sarah. Many of us associate the month of February with Valentine's Day, Groundhog's Day, and even President's Day. But did you know that February is also International Boost Self-Esteem Month? Easier said than done, right? Sometimes we look at others and wish we had their confidence. But many of those that we're looking at wear masks of confidence because, unfortunately, 85% of the population experiences self-doubt at some point. What is self-esteem? So it's how you feel about yourself or the opinion you have about yourself. And it's how we value ourselves, our perception about who we are and what we're capable of. What are some simple steps that we can take to boost our self-esteem? Identify and challenge your negative thoughts. I saw this once where when you start to question yourself, when you start to wonder, is what I'm saying actual fact? Are these thoughts true? And if you, the things that you think of in your head, would you tell that to a friend? Probably not. Recently, I learned this cool technique, as I mentioned, to help me kind of step back and look at my thoughts and see them just for what they are, thoughts. If a recurring negative thought keeps occupying much of the space in your head, write those down on a piece of paper, but do it with your non-dominant hand. This practice helps the negative cycle slow down and lessens its power. And guess what? If you take a step back, you realize that they're just words on a paper and words that don't look or make sense. Identify the positive about yourself. Write down some positive things about yourself, such as being a good cook or nice things that people have even said about you. When you start to feel low, look back at these things and remind yourself there's plenty good about you. Starting your day with hopeful statements about your day and letting go of the all-or-nothing statements is another great way to build your self-esteem. I also, and I've said this in other podcasts as well, you know, build positive relationships and avoid negative ones. Spend time with people that make you feel good about yourself. You probably already know those relationships that make you feel good and the ones that don't. This can also uh, apply to social media. Give yourself a break. You know, self-esteem varies day to day. You don't have to be perfect or positive all of the time. Be kind to yourself and don't be so hard on yourself. Now, on the other hand, become more assertive and learn to say no. You know, life can be stressful, especially if you're overburdened. And we don't like saying no to others. We don't want to let them down. But becoming more assertive can build your self-esteem. And as I've said many, many times, improve your physical health. 
It's much easier to feel good about ourselves when we move our body, get good sleep, eat healthy, and it helps us, that activity helps us both in mind and spirit and body. Take on challenges. By taking on a new challenge and succeeding, it, you show yourself that you can achieve what you put your mind to. And help others. Never underestimate the effect of giving to others and building your own self-worth. Concentrate on random acts of kindness this month. It is often the little things that mean the most. But the most important thing to remember is always take small steps. It's very unlikely you'll go from a poor to good self-esteem overnight. Look at the big, big picture, not the detail of how you felt at a particular moment. When you feel good or you do something good, celebrate it. And don't beat yourself up. If you occasionally slip back into those negative mindset patterns of thinking, just pick up yourself again and try to think more positively. I love this quote. We delight in the beauty of the butterfly, but we rarely admit the changes it has to go through to achieve that beauty. Take time this month to reflect on all you've learned to become the beautiful person you are inside. Yes, you are a beautiful person and you're worth it. Now take a listen to a podcast that I had the opportunity to be a guest on from the queen of self-esteem herself, psychoanalyst Maureen Kritzer-Lang. In addition to some old and some new steps to boost your self-esteem, listen to the recording from her show called Don't Trust the Mirror. Welcome to Don't Trust the Mirror, My Secret Life with an Eating Disorder, with psychoanalyst Maureen Kritzer-Lang, the queen of self-esteem. Maureen shares her personal journey of her struggles with an eating disorder and how that changed her life. Listen as Maureen shares her pain, her stories, and her triumphs. Today, as a psychoanalyst, her mission is to help as many women as possible overcome their challenges. Now, my secret life with an eating disorder. Hi, this is Maureen Kritzer-Lang, the queen of self-esteem. I'm here in this beautiful city, Rouen, France, and I'm really lucky to have Dr. Sarah Adams with me, a pediatrician from Cleveland, who's here with me on vacation. Hi, Sarah. Hello. Hi, Sarah. Can you tell me a little bit about your practice and about what you do as a pediatrician in Cleveland? Well, first of all, I want to say thank you for having me today. And I've been a pediatrician for over 25 years. And I try to incorporate my real life experience as a mom into my practice. But my main focus is really to empower kids mentally, as well as physically, and really help the families in that way as best I can. Do you work a lot with parents on body image and self-esteem? Like, how do you help parents um, give their kids a positive message about uh, just about self-confidence at such a young age? How does that start? You know, I like to start even when they're infants mm -hmm. because I try to explain to them that food and lifestyle and 
promoting physical activity really should start in those first, I call them those 1000 days, mm -hmm. because that is like mm -hmm. the magic moment. And if you can create that kind of lifestyle and incorporate it into your life as a family as well, then that carries on into preschool, elementary age, mm -hmm. and even into their adolescence. Mm -hmm. I think that's a really important message that you're that you're giving. What would you say, or can you give us a couple of your biggest challenges that you've had in your practice? I would say it's amazing to me how early the anxiety of their weight, mm -hmm. the actual number on the scale, and the questions that I get about, well, what should my child weigh? And how the kids already feel self-conscious because they know they look different mm -hmm. than their friend. And I try to explain to them that everybody is different shapes mm -hmm. and sizes. Absolutely. And it's more about how you feel than it is about what that number is on the scale. I think that's so true and really important. And I also think that with some of the moms, if if there's a mom or even a dad, because mm -hmm. it's not always a mom, right, mm -hmm. is having difficulties with their body image and not mm -hmm. feeling good about themselves, they pass along messages. And how could a child feel good about themselves if the parent doesn't feel good? So in some ways, you have like this dual role with the yeah. parents and then the parents with the children. Absolutely. I tell my parents all the time, look, you have to be a role model. It is so important. And I really believe that the health and well-being mentally and physically really comes from the health and well-being of the parents. 100%. Right. It really has to start with the parents. Mm -hmm. And also as a doctor, you are very instrumental in educating other doctors to work with parents. I know you mentioned earlier that you're um, part of a program mm -hmm. um, in Cleveland, helping doctors learn about all this because you don't learn necessarily learn all about the mental health yeah. aspects in medical school, right? No, it's a program that I have the honor to be the medical director. Mm -hmm. It's called Parenting in Mealtime and Playtime. And really, it's about not making even food be a big deal. That food is really to nourish and physical activity is as important as everything else in our life. And so I try to help kids and um, their parents and providers actually mm -hmm. learn how to help families because you're right. Everybody, thankfully, likes to see their provider and ask questions and they don't have time to see a specialist. They really don't. Mm -hmm. And so we this program helps teach the teacher, basically. And it, it's it's been a wonderful program that I've had the honor to be a part of. Well, you're a really important person in the parent's life, in the family's life. And um, I think passing along that message about, I like to think of it as not weighing your self-esteem mm -hmm. and learning that at a really young age mm -hmm. and feeling like your insides match your outsides. And if you can feel really good about yourself and have that message given to you, then you can you can feel really confident in terms of everything that you do. And, and I want to also say, because I, I really believe that um, the message with kids too is to really be able to move. And because mm -hmm. that we have so many kids on our, well, they may not be on their phones at, at the age that you see them, but sitting in front of a screen mm -hmm. and, um, and just to be able to, to move and play video games. Right. And just to be able to move and be active 
and just be able to, to feel good about, about their body. 